ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin
Jesus tonight you can add a shout of praise amen The great unknown where feet may fail, and there I find you in the mystery in oceans deep. My faith will stand. So I. Oceans rise, but so will rest in your embrace. For I am yours, and you are mine.
above the waves When oceans rise My soul will rest in your embrace For I am yours And you
rest of the world close its ears. I looked in your eyes and I saw the tenderness there. You gave me. Clap your hands for Jesus. 
be seated. Clap your hands for the Acacias to bless. I dedicate this one to Reverend Asso to enjoy. Choose. 
Hallelujah. Why do you want to be home when you have this for a regular evening service? Clap your hands for Jesus. Keep clapping, don't stop. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful atmosphere. The worship was good. The praise was good. We've enjoyed good music. And we are closing with a sermonette. Lovely evening. Keep clapping for Jesus. Enjoy it because this is the life. And you must love living this kind of life. It's a good life. It's a sweet life. And I love living this kind of life. Father, we thank you for tonight. We ask that your voice will echo in our souls and be converted to light for our paths. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated as you turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. I'm sharing the first part in a three-part series I've titled Why You Will Not Escape If You Neglect This Great Salvation. Why You Will Not Escape If You Neglect this great salvation. I'm giving you seven reasons why you will not escape. There is no escape route. You will not escape. Why you will not escape as a believer? <clears throat> why what is looking for you will find you? Why the evil looking for you will find you if you neglect this great salvation. Therefore, verse 1, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. So the things you hear can slip away. So you ought to give the more earnest heed to the things you hear. When you come to church on Sunday, you must give the more earnest heed. When you come to church on Tuesday, Anytime the word of God is opened and the scripture is read, you must pay heed to the things you hear. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, 
How shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them. If the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward every disobedience was given its commensurate payment then you which escape route are you going to use how shall we Not how shall they. I want to say that I dedicate this series I'm preaching to last Sunday's gathering service message by our father, Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. That was the first time I understood the scripture. That the writer was not speaking to unbelievers. Because most of the time we quote, those of us who know the scripture, we quote this when we are having our greater love gospel crusade or what Jesus the answer gospel crusade. Yes, all. Which one? <laughs> they don't have a crusade. When you stand on the crusade stage and you are preaching to unbelievers, then you tell them, How will you escape? When you preach about the blood of Jesus and how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and how he died on the cross for you and for me, then you point to the back, say, my sister at the back, you are standing under the mango tree with your boyfriend. How will you escape if you neglect this great salvation I'm preaching tonight? <laughs> And the girl begins to shake. Tonight, as I'm preaching, there is a boy. You are a weed smoker. You came with your friends. There's a man. You are drunk. But tonight, as I preach about the blood of Jesus, God is speaking to you. That surrender your life. My brother, my sister, I'm asking you, how can you escape if you neglect so great a salvation? If you want to give your life to Christ, come to Jesus now. Because you cannot escape. Wow. Clap your hands for evangelist Edwin Morgan Ogo. <laughs> How can you escape? Give your life to Jesus. Come now. I'm waiting for you here. Come and surrender your life. You see them coming. 
even though you have used the wrong scripture. <laughs> I'm preaching already. My dear friends, we don't quote the scripture to unbelievers. That's what I learned on Monday as I was soaking the podcast. Because the writer of Hebrews said, how can we, we, this was written to Christians who had surrendered their lives to Christ. Turned away from their wicked ways. And were now in church. And he asked the question. How can we, we, you and I believers. Who pray in tongues. Who preach with power. How can we escape. Me preachy beer. Because what you don't know is that being born again and being in the church does not signify the end of your afflictions. That God has entrusted into your hands the gospel for you to use it as a tool and for you to become conscious every day about your salvation. Paul talks about those who if if you read, let's go back Um, I think 2 Peter 1 I want to read it, I I want to take you there I want to take it again yes, you see right there In verse 9 of 2 Peter 1, he said, But he that lacketh these things, he, 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 he gave a list of things, and uh, he said, If these things be in you, they make you. But the one who lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off. So these, these, these conditions being described here can afflict a Christian. Blindness. And myopia, blindness is different from myopia. Myopia is not being able to see afar. You are only short-sighted. You only see your personal problems. You only see your prosperity. But beyond you, there are thousands else. But when you forget these things, he says that you cannot see afar off. You only see, you can't see beyond your two children with big heads. Billy Rubin and Billy Verdon. <laughs> yes, I'm preaching. You can enter into a state as a Christian where you can't see beyond your prosperity. Where you cannot see beyond your pain. Why you cannot see beyond your poverty? Why you cannot see beyond your menstrual cramps? Why 
nothing else matters apart from you. Say, he who lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off. But the part which made me come here is, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So you can come to a place as a Christian, born again in a church, singing gospel music, dancing in the church, but you've forgotten how you were saved. You've forgotten how you were saved. You are so blessed. You are a rich man. You are a rich woman. You are married. Your husband makes tea for you in the morning and everything is going well. And you've forgotten about salvation. So that's what the writer of Hebrews said. How can we, you and I, because when you, got, when you get born again, salvation does not become an extinct subject. When you become born again, salvation is still a part of your life. You must be involved in the saving of souls. You cannot feign ignorance. You cannot feign incompetence. You can't feign it that you are incapable of winning a soul. That's why tonight the Lord has sent me to tell you. So when I understood the scripture yesterday, I said, no, these guys got to hear it, baby. You got to hear it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I developed the scripture to preach to you reasons why you will not escape. That something looking for you will find you. Even though you are in church. And they found many people in the church. <laughs> you, you, you don't hear things around. You, you, if you chat with people, you will hear that some people have not escaped. So you say, how can we escape? You sit in the church, you behave as if you didn't even get born again. That you, 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 you dropped from heaven into the church like a golden stool. <laughs> I'm preaching already. Now, 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 let's get to the job. Number one, reasons why you cannot escape. The first reason is that your salvation is linked to the salvation of others. Your salvation, your soteria, (laughs) yes, your soteria is linked to the salvation of others. That if some people are not saved, you will not be saved. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, the King James Version, and 26, says, The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. And he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. You sell without money because you can buy without money and you can sell without receiving money. Glory to God. The message Bible says, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. 
and those who help others are helped. So there is a certain help you will not receive or enjoy until you begin to help others. Look, what you are calling salvation, can I, can I, please, you know, the scriptures, you know, I don't know what Reverend Asso has been preaching to you these days. <laughs> but anyway, we are having a service. Mm. So I, I want you to just join me um, to read Mighty. Mighty chapter 10. Glory to God. No, uh, my sister, be very careful. What you are calling salvation. Be very careful. I don't know what you are calling salvation, but be careful. Careful. Be very careful. Mighty chapter 10, verse 22. It says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Many of you don't understand it because nobody has hated you because of Christ. Because of a stand you took for Christ. You are now a subject of somebody's hatred and would not rest until he has seen you destroyed. But the Lord will keep you. But he that endureth to the end, he that endureth to the end, to the end, end, the end. Why the last killer dies, the end. He is the one who shall be saved. Be careful as you sit around thinking that Ogbena. Like, like God don't save you, finish. Announcement, your salvation is not over. You can give your life to Christ here and end up in hell. Your salvation is incomplete without the salvation of others. Because we are still being saved. We are still being saved. Be very careful you don't end up in hell. Hmm. That is why he says that it is those who water people who are watered. Those who take salvation to others, they are the ones who enjoy salvation. Yes. Because if you are not involved, if you neglect salvation, you can easily forget about salvation. In Luke 10, that's a chapter you remember, Christ appointed at that 70 also. It was also another message, but not here. He sent them in twos. And in verse 19 of Luke 10, well, I mean, before verse 19, they came with excitement. That the demons were subject to them. They came with joy. But Jesus in verse 19 addressing their excitement said, 
I mean, they are going to preach, they are going to win souls, they are going to minister the power of God. He said, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, nevertheless, in this rejoice not. Don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you. In this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. But rather, rather, because your names are written in the book of life in heaven. They went to town to help other people to write their names in the book of life. They went in twos to minister salvation to people so that their names will be written in the book of life. As somewhere they themselves were being entered into the book of life. That as they were helping others to write their names, not knowing that they were rather registering their names in this rejoice that your names look when I say write your name right now within 10 seconds papa abna sewa yaomenu but that is not how your name is written in heaven Your name is not written in seconds. It takes time for your name to be written. Your name is written one letter a month or one letter a year. <laughs> Maybe Y will be written from 2017 to 2028. <laughs> in this rejoice that your names are written as they went to register people not knowing they were rather registering themselves like, don't be excited that the demons were subject to you which was very obvious healing the sick casting out devils but rather they were supposed to be excited that 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 journey they they, they embarked on rather led to their names being written because you don't write your name in the book of life in one minute and of course those of you whose names are written already there's an eraser lying by it ah but don't you preach to your members? You don't teach them? They seem surprised at what I'm saying. You are not aware there's an eraser lying by your name? Turn your Bible to Revelations. Tonight you have met a teaching priest. Next week you will meet a prophetic priest. He that overcometh, verse 5 of Revelation chapter number 3. 
He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. So there's nothing like your name being written forever. When your name is written, there's an eraser lying by it. It is here. I will not blot out. It means your name can be in the book of life and it can be blotted out. Some of you sitting here, your names have been blotted out. Your name was in the book of life seven years ago. You you, you are preaching to we smokers. You are saying, how shall you escape? You yourself should ask yourself how you will escape. Because it is possible to neglect salvation. It's possible that, I mean, as you move around, as you go to work, as you marry, as you raise your children, as you prosper, as you build your houses, as you, as, as you plant your farms, salvation can be neglected. There are churches that have neglected salvation. You can attend that church for 10 years and not hear an altar call. Mamma mia. Bishop told us about some meetings. A couple of them he's attended in town. Conferences and so forth. Salvation or other call. Yeah. You can neglect salvation. But if you neglect it, you will not escape. And I'm giving you reasons why you not escape. Number one is that your salvation is connected to somebody's salvation. That if you don't get somebody saved, you may not be saved. If you don't get somebody saved, you may not be saved. I'm preaching. You can't sit there and say it is for uh, uh, Reverend Tycoon and uh, uh, Pastor Pastor Michael and Reverend Wofa. These are the pastors. They should go and do outreach. I see. They should do outreach. But you, your, your business, you are doing outreach. Marketing is nothing but outreach. Door to door. So number one, the reason why you can't escape, oh, you cannot run away. You can't escape. Why? Because if you neglect salvation, you are neglecting your own salvation. Because it is those who endure to the end. You can't get up and be arrogantly you know, in, uh, parading pompously, brandishing your colors around that you are a saved person. You are being saved. You are being saved. It's present continuous. Salvation is not an event. It is a process. Number two. The second reason why you cannot escape. If you neglect in your life, as you go to school, as you marry, as you go to your farm, as you go to your business, you cannot escape if you neglect salvation. If you neglect thinking about salvation, sharing Christ to others, if you cut it off, you are cutting your own salvation off. Yes. Yes. And I've told you, Christ told them, don't be excited that you went and prayed and healed the sick and so on. But rather be happy that 
that event rather led to your names being written in heaven. Can you imagine if they were sitting at home thinking their names were in heaven? Number two, where the blood of Jesus is not preached, there is no life. When you don't preach Jesus to others, there is no life. Not only life to that person, but life to you as well. When you minister, when you preach the blood of Jesus, you are preaching life. And it is in giving life that you get life. Leviticus 17 verse 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. The blood, the blood, the blood. Where there is no blood, it says the life of the flesh is not in the kidney, it's not in the heart, it's not in the brain. The life of the flesh is in the blood. So when you don't minister life, that blood, that life to others, no life comes to you. This morning, I was, I was at home, early morning, and I received a text message from a, a mother of mine in America. You know, these elderly people who send stories and videos around. Elderly, elderly woman. Apparently, it's the Lord who asked her to send it to me. Just this morning, a story, a true story. Because God knew I was going to preach this message. Because if you don't minister life to somebody, you will not have life. And I read the story. It came this morning. So I transferred it from my WhatsApp into my notes. There was a Jewish man called Yankel who had a bakery in a town, Crown Heights, Germany. He always said, this Jewish man always said, you know why I am alive today? Ask anybody, do you know why I'm still born again today? You know why I'm alive today? That was what Mr. Yankel would tell his, his customer. You know why I'm alive today? You want to know? You want to know? <laughs> he said, I was a kid. Just a teenager. At the time in Germany. Nazis were killing Jews with no mercy. Remember this is a Jewish man. Nazis were killing Jews with what? No mercy. We were on the train being taken to Auschwitz by Nazis. Auschwitz is the place where they slaughtered millions in gas chambers. So they were on the train being taken to Auschwitz. Night came and it was deathly cold in that compartment. The Germans left us on the side of the tracks overnight. I got to death this morning. In the cold weather, the Germans left them on the side of the tracks 
open air ministration. But, but some of you, you don't know cold. What is cold? Yeah, you've sat here, man, pong cold. You are joking. <laughs> man, pong is hot. You, 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 you call your mother if you just see some cold, cold, windy Chicago. This is Germany, cold, winter. The Germans left us on the side of the tracks overnight. Sometimes for days, without any food. There were no blankets to keep us warm. Snow was falling everywhere. You will see snow one day. Cold winds were hitting our cheeks every second. We were hundreds of people in that terribly cold night. No food, no water, no shelter, no blankets. The blood in our bodies started freezing. It was becoming ice. Beside me, there was a beloved elderly Jewish man from my hometown. He was shivering from head to toe and looked terrible. So I wrapped my arms around him to warm him up. I hugged him tightly to give him some heat. I rubbed his arms, his legs, his face, his neck. I begged him to try to live one more night. I encouraged him. All night long, I kept this man warm this way. Which way? Rubbing his hands, rubbing his face, rubbing his neck, rubbing his legs. I was tired and freezing cold myself. My fingers were numb, but I did not stop rubbing heat into that old man's body. Hours and hours went by. Finally, morning came and the sun began to shine. I looked around to see the other people. To my horror, all I could see were frozen bodies. All I could hear was deathly silence. Nobody else in that cabin was alive. That freezing night killed them all. They died from the cold. Only two people survived. The old man and me. Listen to this one. The old man survived because I kept him warm. And I survived because I was warming him. May I tell you the secret to survival in this world? When you warm other people's hearts, you will remain warm yourself. Can I hear a shout? This is preaching. You are preaching. Keep clapping, baby. So true. He that watereth shall be watered. As he was warming the man, he was warming himself. By morning, anyone who was not involved in warming somebody was dead. 
was dead. In this life, you receive warmth when you warm somebody. You receive salvation when you sell salvation to others, so to speak. He that watereth shall be watered himself. When you don't minister salvation to others, you yourself are not saved. That is why you will not escape. When in the cold wintry night, you keep your hands to yourself. As you watch somebody shivering to death, thinking that you are depriving him of warmth, you will be shocked that in the morning, you will be in hell. You won't be alive. You will not be alive. Your capacity to live your guarantee of life is connected to the life you give somebody. And it is so true, I can't even preach it. You just have to watch it. That as you go about ministering the blood, you are not giving life to somebody, just giving life. You are also giving life to what? Yourself. What a story. I sent a text to her. I said, Mommy, thank you. I told her, I can't wait to preach with this story. And look at me standing here. You can't get a better story. You can't get a better story like that. True story. Everybody was dead except two. Who were those two? The one receiving the warm, that is the warmy, and then the warmer. The warmer and the warmy. May you be a warmy. Roman Dalabasata. Shemo Katusi Mandele Badasa. Number three. And I'm ending today with this. Number three. Mosha Kutamayanda. You lose. Your spiritual protection when you neglect salvation. Salvation, when you minister salvation, you enjoy spiritual protection. (laughs) And when you don't minister that salvation, you lose it. Isaiah 26 verse 1. Beautiful scripture. Watch it. Isaiah 26 verse 1. He says, In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Salvation will God appoint for walls. And bulwarks, you don't know what bulwarks are. But a bulwark is like an embankment, something that is built to prevent an enemy from entering in. And God has appointed salvation as a wall. Salvation is a wall. That's why they said we have a strong city. Can you say that? 
Can you say you have a strong city? Any church that does not minister salvation cannot say it has a strong city because salvation has been appointed by God to be the walls that protect the enemies from coming into our lives. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. There is something looking for you that can easily find you even though you are in church. And I've seen many of them. They sit in church and they are destroyed. There is something special about a person who goes about ministering gospel salvation, ministering the word of God, ministering Christ. Minist- I mean, for you, you see, you, you don't have any idea what it takes to win a soul and establish the soul in the church. You don't have any idea. It is a big thing. Somebody who is not born again, you preach to the person, bring the person to church, and continue saving the person. Because salvation is not just lifting your hand to repeat a prayer you don't even understand. A prayer you don't even understand. It has taken some of us 30 years, 20 years to understand the salvation prayer. To think that a wee smoker can just come and stand here, lift his hand, repeat a, mess, a, a, a prayer. Say after me, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you, I thank you for my life, for my life. Oh God, oh God, today, today, I come to the cross, I come to the cross. Please wash me, please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Oh God, I realize, I realize that I am a sinner, I am a sinner. My dear friend, you cannot babble a prayer like that and call yourself saved that's why Romans 10 9 and 10 does not limit salvation to the confession of our mouth but also what goes on inside our hearts for salvation will God appoint for bulwark there is nobody who can establish a soul in church who will not be spiritually sound. Oh yes. How is it that somebody can fall to fornication and you are standing? How is it possible that all of us have got iPads with airtime? How is it possible all of us have got iPhones, smartphones, Hisense, LG, Samsung, Sanyo, Techno, what? Infinix, HTC, Motorola. How is it possible that all of us have got phones with airtime? And some of us don't watch pornography with our phones, but you cannot resist watching pornography and masturbating. No walls. No walls. Why? Because salvation itself has been appointed by God as a wall around you and as a bulwark, a protection from the, from the ingress of the enemy. For God will appoint salvation. 
anybody who does not minister salvation. Listen, my dear friend, don't just be in the church singing. Don't just be in the church uh, uh, ushering. Don't just be in the church. That's why in this church, every group, these guys sitting here, they go out. If you don't go out, you must go out because if you don't go out, something will send you out. I prefer to go out on my own than for fire to be chasing my bottoms. Because no matter what you do, you will go. But I prefer to go voluntarily. Salvation will God appoint for walls. For walls. You know there are some people in the church. They can't resist any sin. They see a girl, they must sleep with her. They see money, they have to steal it. It's, it's like there's no defense. There's no defense. I met a girl for many years. A strange woman. We were there. We were were in the Lord. We were in the Lord. A strange woman. Another boy met this same girl for just three months. He had fallen. No walls. No walls. We think people haven't tried homosexuality on us. They've tried. We see innuendos, innuendos and suggestions. But we are here. Only you, you meet a boy who just suggests that you are you are beautiful. It calls you a man, but it says you are beautiful. But it's not possible for a man to have the size of Botox you have. Just those comments, no, you are falling. Because obey walls. You don't have 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 walls. You You know, sometimes we pastors, when we become prophetic, we pray. As we pray for people's protection, like Reverend Michael, he likes those prayers, like praying for protection. He say, may the, the, the Lord, even I was, I, I was at an outdoor in this Saturday, I was praying those prayers. May the Lord surround you with fire. Yeah, the Pentecost fire. That no devil can enter the fire. How many of you want the Pentecost fire, Holy Ghost fire to surround you? I, mean, I don't know if, if find a scripture for me which, where he says that a, a believer was surrounded by fire. Rather, what I know is that a believer was inside the fire. But I can tell you one protection we have. That one is in the Bible. Salvation is the wall. Not fire, not Pentecost fire. Salvation is the wall. It's the wall. If you want the real protection, it's not Pentecost fire. Pentecost fire was for something else. It's not to protect you from Antoine and protect you from this type of Devils that are around. No, 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 no. If you really want protection, you want protection, don't go to a shrine. I'm, 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 I, this one is a prophetic direction I'm giving you. Yes, I can't say. I said, if you want protection for yourself, for your family, get into evangelism. 
sponsor evangelism because God has appointed salvation as our walls. Because you read in the Bible, in the Gospels, the place where there was the highest expression of power was where salvation was. Even when Christ was sent, he said, go and preach. And these signs shall follow you. As you preach the gospel, as you win souls, these signs shall follow you. In my name, you shall cast out devils. Why? Because salvation has been appointed by the Lord as our walls. So when you are not involved in salvation, outreaches, crusades, and so on, you are defenseless. Defenseless. There's nobody, living or dead, who will get involved in the saving of souls, who will not be spiritually empowered. Oh yes. You ask, you, you don't do outreach, but ask those who do outreach, as they go, they feel, they, they feel power. They feel, as they win their soul, somehow nobody tells them, but it begins to bubble like a volcano in their chest. They feel that there is power, wonder-working power in the blood. The blood they went to minister. Salvation will God appoint for walls. For walls. For walls. You want protection for your marriage? Don't wear beads. Don't wear beads. Because I once saw a wife brought me a picture of her husband who was sleeping in this church. She took a picture of her husband. And the man was wearing beads. So when I saw that picture, I was offended. So, but how can you come and show me a picture of yourself? What was I talking about? So, oh, this is not me. How can I do that? I said, this is my husband. Your husband? The beads were red, green, yellow, black, some Rastafarian beads around a man's waist. But my dear friend, the enemy can, can penetrate those beads. But when you are a soul winner, the devil cannot penetrate. That's why he said, how can we escape? When the enemy is looking for us, how can we escape? When the devil wants to destroy our marriage, how can we escape? When he wants to make our children homosexuals, how can we escape? When he wants to devastate our family with diseases, how can we escape? If we neglect so great salvation. Why? Because salvation is your wall. It's your bulwark. That's why I'm showing you. Reasons why you won't escape. If you neglect salvation, you are naked. Yeah. You can sing, you can preach, you can do video, you can play keyboard, but if you are not actively involved in salvation, ministering Christ to others, ensuring people are in church, a little boy is saved, you teach that person, forget about new believer school, forget about solid foundation. You yourself, you take your Bible, you go to his house, you teach the person one-on-one. Invite him to church. Fast with him. Because all those things, tonight as we are in this service, this is our salvation. We are being saved. We are being saved. 
That is why when you, when you say the sinner's prayer, you, don't, you are not killed. Because the sinner's prayer is the beginning. It's the start of your salvation. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. You will be in a family where Satan, demons, family spirits have destroyed your cousins, destroyed your uncles. There is no woman in the family who has married for more than two years. You see some families, all of them, when they go and marry, they return home after two years. Some come afterwards. So they are all in the house, but they have married before. They are all in the house, but they have married before. Then suddenly, somebody from the same family, from the same blood, from the same lineage, rises up, and the demons which devastated them are not able to devastate this one. Why? Because salvation will God appoint for John, for Yao, for Mamisewa, as her walls. Mandolobosha. Number four. Number four. Let me end with this one. Next week, God will we shall continue. Yeah. I give you three and four. Now, next week, we'll do three. Is it a fair deal? Or is it a fair deal? I can't hear you. Yeah. Don't lose your spiritual protection. When you don't get involved, when you don't sponsor Healing Jesus campaign, I mean, your money must go into evangelism. Yeah, you, you give money to build a church, to buy a crusade, whatever, but, what, but your money should be in evangelism. There should be a part of your money that is in, you may not be the preacher, but a part of your money should be in the saving of souls. If not your money, then your life directs. Because your protection comes from your salvation. Karuma Mama. I'm giving you one more, then we close. This one is just simple. I love this one. It says, Your Christian life. One reason why you don't escape if you neglect salvation is that your Christian life becomes complicated when you neglect the simple salvation message of Christ. Your Christian life. It becomes complex. (laughs) When you neglect the simple salvation message of Christ. I've ended today. We'll continue next week. Because the gospel is simple. And when you are not involved in the ministry of salvation, saving souls, with the simple gospel, you end up making your Christian life complex. Second Corinthians 11.3. Right there. Look at it. But I fear... I end here now. I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety so your minds should be corrupted 
from the simplicity that is in Christ. <laughs> you can be a Christian and your mind is corrupted. Your mind is corrupted. Like how a virus can, can corrupt a software. But in your case, when your mind is corrupted, what, what now becomes of you is that you become a complex Christian. And they are complex Christians. Complex pastors. Who have forsaken the simplicity of Christ. The simplicity of the gospel. You see the gospel, eh, it's a simple, but when you take it in, it makes you wise. There's a big difference between the simple gospel and being simple. I'll say it again. There's a, you see, there's a big difference between Christ, the simplicity of Christ, and you being simple. You are not allowed to be simple. You shouldn't be a simple-minded person. Easily seduced. Easily lured. Your mind and your soul and your life your work with God must be a complex work. The things the devil is throwing at us to destroy our lives, to destroy our marriages, to destroy our destinies. Complex. Complex. That's why some of you, the, the, the evil, the sins you did not commit in the world, you are committing them in the church. Because you are dealing with a complex devil. A girl came to you, a strange girl, wearing a short skirt, who has bleached her skin, and is smelling like a fish. Luring you to fornicate with her. Luring you to sleep with her, you were able to overcome her only to fornicate with your prayer partner. I'm preaching, you are preaching good. I'm saying that the girl who came with one yard skirt wearing high heels, when she takes one step, the tie shows, and the leg is long, and the heel is six inch. And the perfume is devastating. You survived. Only to fornicate with your prayer warrior. Then you clap. Then the sister will come. Um, our next prayer topic we are praying we are praying this time from Jeremiah 18 that whatever the Lord has not accomplished in our lives he will accomplish it and after that we are praying this prayer we are not praying in English we are not praying in Chi this one is just 10 minutes tongues 
and then we will take a little break and continue. Shall we pray? Evelyn. Ikayaba, Emayababa, Ebayababa, 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 Ekaya, 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 Ekaya. Father, finish your work. Father, complete your work. Father, do it, Lord. Emaya, Emaya, Emaya. Father, we thank you that he claps. No, not clapping us that, that it's over. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, him can say. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that was you. Yes, way. Yeah, you are. Oh, him can say. Father, we thank you for seeing us through this first half of our prayer meeting. Thank you, Lord, for demonic plantings that have been uprooted. Thank you for shakings in the realm of the spirit. Thank you for your power which has devastated satanic orchestrations. We say, Lord, as we take this short break, strengthen us to do a greater warfare. In Jesus' name. Amen. Evelyn, please get me just a, a cup of uh, coffee. Let's, let's all be in the spirit. Just a cup of coffee. Just Go to the kitchen and bring the cup. Yes, yes. Thank you. I Yeah, that was you. How was the prayer meeting? He wants us. No demon will destroy our lives. I just want to just close my eyes for just five minutes. And just five minutes and then just, just be sure you yes, let's let's wait on that. Oh Jesus, what a feeling. Oh Evelyn. meeting oh prayer meeting first half you are smoothing your prayer partner why because the devil eh, he doesn't care whether the person is in skirt is in short is praying or is smoking he is able to enter your life by any other means that is why you cannot be simple that as we are praying you should be aware that this girl is one of those with big buttocks and ties first of all it was a mistake for you to pray with her alone meanwhile last week you escaped an evil spirit but today you have finished three hours of praying and I worry about you all night that your hands should be in the bible 
opening pages your hands are inside somebody's blouse because if you think that satan will appear only from the east <laughs> you will be surprised that his compass is more complex than yours but ladies and gentlemen to overcome this complexity this diabolical complexity we cannot but receive the simple Christ we must minister the simple Christ the simple gospel the message of salvation the blood of Jesus the cross if you fail to go with the simplicity that is in Christ, Satan in trying to get you to fight a complex devil makes you complex. And a complicated life, that makes your life senseless. You come to church one Sunday, the next week you are in some prophetic all night. I'm preaching. Simplicity. I've been in this church for about 25, 26 years. I've not been to no prophetic all night. This is my church. If you haven't, you may scream, I'm there. If you haven't, you may sing, you must there, I'm there. If you you may sleep, I'm there. You, anything, this is my church. And the Lord, through salvation, has provided walls and bulwarks. But you see, some of you, as you are here, there is some there is some liquid in a bottle under your bed. There are two bottles in your fridge. Some cream a prophet has given you to chew inside your thighs. When you wake up in the morning and you are and you are dressing up, when we are using Vaseline and Nivea, you are using concoctions from Have, concoctions from Jalukope. One for your face, one for your arm. What, what, some powder you put in your handkerchief, and your life has become complex. When you see a girl and you want to propose to her, you must turn around three times. Complex. Find some of us, when you see her, say, Hi, baby. I think I like you, baby. How are you doing? By you, your life is complex. As you are here, your handbag, there's the place where, where you put your money, there's, a, there's some powder inside there. I, I, even as a girl, the beads you are wearing, it's not ordinary beads. It has been soaked in, in snake's blood. Complex. Then every year, you must get a white, a white cow's urine. A white cow's urine complex when you are having your wedding your wedding dress whether it came from everything I'm saying I know well, whether it came from America or South Africa or Sudan the wedding dress must go to your village first it must be kept in a room for one solid month for protection and when you come the first thing that happens to you is that your husband slaps you first wedding night in spite of your wedding dress protection because you cannot approach a complex devil with your brand of complexity the salvation god gives us is simple 
Christ is easy and simple. So my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. In the church, here, here, I've seen people who neglected the simple salvation. When you say simple salvation, we mean, you see, I'm saying it again. Oh, salvation, listen carefully. It is not saying a sinner's prayer. There's, ah, then we, we could all say a sinner's prayer and go and continue fornicating. There's more to salvation than saying a sinner's prayer. Tonight, tonight, you, you are being saved. When did you get born again, sir? The first day you gave your life to Christ. How many? 70s or 80s? 91. 91? Which is how many years ago? Twenty-six. Yes. Twenty-six. Tonight, as I'm preaching, you are being saved. Okay, sit down. You are being saved. You are being saved. And that salvation includes your church. Your church is part of your salvation. If you neglect your salvation, you easily neglect your church and your pastor. There are many of you here, I've had to use curses and divinations to get you to sit in church on a Tuesday. (laughs) You know yourself that normally you won't come. We have to speak into the air. (laughs) Before you come to church. This is not a convention. We're not having a convention. This is a normal, we have not bust anybody. Normal weekday service. It's not a convention. Listen to me carefully. When you get born again, God gives you a pastor. God gives you a church. God gives you a Bible. God gives you Christian sisters, Christian brothers. They form part of your salvation. And let it be simple. As simple as coming to church on Tuesday. As simple as going to your service on Wednesday. As simple as being a part of the Saturday outreach. As simple as attending the all night. As simple as having your quiet time every day. As simple as reading your Bible. When you neglect the simplicity. That is when. Every Friday or once a, once, every Friday, once, once a month. A prophet must come to your house. And pray. And every quarter. You invite a prophet to come. And just minister some, some water and some anointing inside your office to make it whatever. But what you don't know is that by not going, going out with the basel to do outreach on Saturday, you have neglected your real protection and your real salvation. Because that is the source of salvation, God. Source of your protection. And he says that. Lest. And many of us have been corrupted. Sometimes you hear some people's problems. Last week I was telling you, the demons now, they are resistant to church attendance. They are resistant to ministry. That you are called reverend or shepherd or pastor doesn't mean anything to, to demons. What makes them shake is when they see you under pastoral covering. That when your pastor says, sit down, you sit down. It's simple. But some will be in a church tight in the church. When the pastor says we are having a meeting, that is when they are rather at an all night at dummy pillar one. Dummy pillar one. And then you see that those who are here quietly 
they are around. No fuss. Coolly. You see that they move on and on and prosper and rise and rise as if nothing is happening but they are being blessed and then those who are looking for some fireworks and a man of god with 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 engine oil pouring from his nose tonight i want to get you to understand salvation decomplicates your life going to win a soul Simple salvation, the blood, the cross, Jesus, his love, and sitting in church, being under pastoral guidance and pastoral covering is part of your salvation. And I'm saying that that simple life eh, makes you complex for the devil to get you. It makes you complex. But you see, as we are here, some are going there. Today is there. Tomorrow he's there. The next day he's going here. And we are going to that place. And we are here. And I see all of them. You see, one, one by one, they are falling. One by one to the side. One by one. There is nothing like having your pastor whose wings are over your life and covering you and shielding you from the swords and the arrows that come from the camp of the enemy. Salvation is simple. The one who ministers salvation is simple. It's not complex. And that is where the power is. You will need to drink oil. You will need to have gimmicks. Here, heaven will answer. It's part of your salvation. As Reverend Michael is ministering, it's part of your salvation. But I see some people, they don't like this one. No. They want to be at an all night where there's fog. Fog, fog, foggy all night. But this type of simple prayer, uh, lift your hands, receive a prayer. No, they want something. It's like some Nebuchadnezzar, Buga Buga type of ministry. And when they go and go and go, you see that those who simply followed, simply humbled themselves, and simply remained like who? The elder brother of the prodigal son. Simple life. Stay at home. Go to the farm. Come back. Simple. You eat the same food that the, the one who has to collect his inheritance before his father. I mean, complex. Travels to a far country. Smooching halots. Before you know he's broke. Then he joins himself to somebody. Who leads him into an abominable life? And the one who is living a simple life, he and daddy, Kwame, go and buy this. Mommy, go and do this. Simple life. They are rich. They are powerful. They are living longer. They are not, they are, they are not naked. They are, they are full and they are blessed. And see the one moving here, going there. Up today here. Tomorrow, today I came to tell you that Christ is simple. Christ is simple. If he puts you in a church, remain, sing. When we say do outreach, go and do outreach. See, today you are here, 
singing here. The next day you are in Bread of Life. The next day you are in Vine Yard International. The next day you are singing at a stadium. The next day you are, they are taking you to, to, to Lagos, a synagogue, to sing a song. And the next day you are, they are taking you to wherever. And as you are singing, they are pouring oil on you. Somebody is pouring oil. Somebody is, is, is doing all kinds of things before you know it. The same ministry, your sister, who is also singing in the church, is marrying, is stable. Is going forward, and you are today. You are here. The next time we see you, you have bleached yourself. You are now brown, golden brown. When the last time we saw you, you were black. The last time we saw you, you were black. Today, you are golden brown. Complex tonight. God wants to save you from a complex life where you must use powder from Have on your face before you go out. Wants to save you you from a complex life by doing what? By getting involved in the simplicity of Christ. The salvation that comes from Christ is simple. Give your life to Christ. Come to church. That's how we live our lives. We live our lives. I've been born again for 33 years. 33. This year, 33rd birthday. Church. Pastor says we are going for crusade. We are doing outreach, counselors. Saturday evening meeting, we are fasting. I've not yet looked for any mommy water or Florida water. This oil, this type of. I've just been here. And I, I, I am powerful. Power. There's power. I feel the power. And you going up and down. What do you have? What do you have? What has become of you? But I pray today. That the hand of God will establish you. Because, because, if he establishes you as a soul winner, you will be saved. You will be saved. You will escape. But if you are in the church and you are not involved, it's like in your, in your dealings, you go to work, you go to school, you marry, but salvation is not a part of your life. You cannot escape. Escape. Any demon looking for you will find you. Anything that wants to make your life complex will find you. One brother came and said, his wife, for her to sleep in the night, first of all, they don't sleep in the same room. They don't sleep in the same room. But once a while, she says that if she has to come and sleep in the room, there's a particular dress she has to wear. Some, a dress with some, I even think she's smart. Some floral long long dress that a pastor said she must wear anytime she's with her husband, and that she must not spend the night with her husband like every night with your husband. No, make yourself scarce a little. Complex. The last time she was lying somewhere crying, the man says he has had enough. He has had enough. Enough is enough. I want everyone here today to understand that the life God gives us is a simple life. Don't make it complex. Come to church, read your Bible, pray every day, be under pastoral covering, go and do outreach. We are going for a crusade. We are singing a song. We are all fasting. We are all in the church. We are learning new songs. That is the Christian life. Don't look for theatricals and drama. Lest 
you should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. May Satan not complicate your already complex life. May salvation be your protection. May salvation be your bulwark. The next time the enemy comes into your life, may he experience the power of salvation. The power of salvation that is a wall around you. I pray that your own salvation will be complete. That as you warm others, you will be warm yourself. That as you save others, you will be saved yourself. May your life take on a new meaning. May none here neglect salvation. May none here throw away salvation. Don't be too sophisticated not to win a soul. Don't be too beautiful not to minister salvation to others. May you find yourself living the life of pure gospel salvation. Establishing the souls one at a time. It shall be your protection. It shall be your deliverance. It shall be your own salvation. And it shall be your own light. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Clap your hands first of all. Clap your hands for Jesus. How shall we escape? Clap your hands and pray that you will be a soul winner. Clap your hands and pray that you will not neglect salvation. You will prophesy, you will teach, you will sing, but in it there will be salvation. Clap your hands and pray. Pastor, pray. Shepherd, pray. Is the first reason why you will not escape if you neglect salvation. This great salvation. Number one is what? Your salvation is linked to the salvation of others. Of others. That it is when you've gone out to minister that your names will be written in the book of life. When you have warmed others. Number two, what's the second point? Where the blood of Jesus is not preached. There is no life. Not just life for the one you are preaching to, but life for yourself. When you don't minister the blood of Jesus, you yourself will not have life. When you minister warmth, you will receive warmth. He that watereth shall be watered himself. Very important. Number three, the third reason why you will not escape if you neglect this great salvation. Number three is what? You lose your spiritual protection if you neglect salvation. Why? Because God says he will appoint salvation for what? Walls and bulwarks. What surrounds you? I'm sorry, I don't know a Pentecost fire. What I know will surround you is salvation. Next week, I'll talk about your deliverance. Number four. The fourth reason why you will not escape if you 
neglect this great salvation is what? Your Christian life becomes complex. Satan wants to complicate your life. Complicate your life. So today the girls to get a husband to marry they complicate them, themselves. Styles which are not even nice. Yeah. You have to wear some hairstyle to look modern. To complicate their lives. Some are removing their eyebrows. Some are adding more color to the eyebrows. Complex. Complex. Something that is pointing downwards. They're forced to make it to point upwards. Complex. One sister, was it last year? Is it here? Her flash screen television. Sitting on a, on a, on a, on a, on a table. Was it a bedroom or somewhere? It got destroyed. Flash screen, standing. You know, this, they have got a stand. Flash screen, not in a box. Flash screen. Why? She had gone out. She had worn some tight jeans. And as she was removing it, she said, You want to wear jeans that will ye to whom to, to whom for flat screen? Was it here? What flat screen? Because as she was removed, as like she, she just moved the leg like that. Complex. Beautiful black girl. Are you not pretty? Pretty girl, because you want a man, you're going to disquamate. <laughs> disquamate. <laughs> you are now a golden brown girl. And when we pass by you, you smell like fish. Raw fish. Sushi, sushi. Simple. You want a husband? You want a husband? I'll tell you how my wife got a husband. She got a husband by winning souls. I am her convert. Yes. Easy and simple. She didn't have to remove her breast, show part of the breast, wear some short skirt. No. As in the line of duty, in the line of duty, she met her destiny. You will meet your destiny. Lift your two hands and pray. Lift your two hands and say, Lord, Jesus. deliver me from a complex yes. life. Complex. Yes. Today you are dreaming. You Kilo. see a cow. The Kilo. next day you see a cat. Kilo. The next day you see a lion. Then, are you a zoo? Kilo. Complex. Salvation. Lift your hands and pray. 
Father, we thank you. We are grateful for the privilege to stand before you. Yes. May everyone here enjoy the simple life in Christ. Deliver us. We left the world and we came to church. But Satan can still meet us here with a complex Christian life. Deliver us. Teach us the humility to be under subjection. To simply go and go. You say go, we go. Oh Lord. Gazande Surround us with walls and bulwarks salvation may we be continually saved as we help others to be saved as we warm others may we keep ourselves alive thank you for a beautiful evening in your presence in Jesus name we pray every eye closed and as we leave here today I want to pray for anyone your friend brought you to church or you came on your own it's a normal, regular evening service we are enjoying in the presence of God. I want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. Right now, something can happen to you. And your life will not be complex. You will not need to go to a shrine every year. The blood of Christ will wash you here. And it will start your life of being saved. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You want to be born again. You want to say, Pastor, Pray for me, I want to be born again. Wherever you are, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. If you are here like that, yes. Just say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not a thief. I'm not whatever, but I just need salvation. Just lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Lift it high above your head if you are here tonight. A prayer, a simple prayer will turn your life around. Lift your hand. Father, we thank you. And Father, we bless you. What a privilege to be in your house. Continue saving us. Continue watching over us. Let your will be done, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.